Uh, excuse me. I might think that Kim can ask you to do something. Okay, thank you. To go get something. Okay, can I? I'm doing a freaking interview here. A podcast. All right, can you get the? It's it's a Labrador Shepherd mix, and she said I can go get something. Can I pick it? I think I just found what we're going to open the video with. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast Cosmic episode 16. This is the Power Quad, as we are known by some of our fans, in the multiverse of madness. <laughs> this week, we will be talking about, obviously, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. We will be talking about the season finale, fingers crossed, of episode, of episode six of Moon Knight. We will be talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer that just dropped this week on May the 4th. Um, I'm not going to say may the fourth be with you because I, I that's that's oh, a here we politics. Go. Fucking <laughs> right. Kill guy of the fucking Dude, yeah. just, just shut the fuck through. up and let me finish. <laughs> let me finish the introduction. And lastly, we're going to talk about unfortunately horrible news that came out today. The incredible George Perez uh, passed away yesterday on Friday, Friday, May 6th. So we will be spending a little bit of time. It's unfortunately last week we lost Neil Adams. This week we lose George Perez. Now with that, like and subscribe everybody down below. Follow us. And I'm going to let go around the horn and let everybody introduce themselves. I will. I'm Vlado. And next to me is... Silence. Our top supreme has arrived. <laughs> it's Dumbolt. It's Dumbolt. <laughs> <laughs> you dare? He could kill us. He could kill us with extreme presence. Yeah, you killed us all with your voice. Great. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I don't know how you guys wanted to really open here, but I just want to talk about George Perez. Do you mind sure. if we open with this? Sure, we can. I, you know, I saw the news on my news feed. I wasn't expecting it. I'd come in, I think, from going Mother's Day, like just picking up some odds and ends for my wife. And I looked at my Facebook feed. I hadn't looked at it all day. And the news just popped up, right? We knew the situation that he was in. It's been something, I guess, some of us as fans in, in and around comics have been expecting. But it really broke me down. It, I didn't expect it to hit me like it did. Right? Neil Adams passed. We've had other icons pass. But it's, I think it's because what Perez, I think to our generation and our age, um, you know, late 70s, early 80s, he was like, I don't know if the right word is ubiquitous in all the books that we loved. I mean, forget that, you know, him and Marv Wolfman launched, I guess, the 80s style of comics for DC, you know, reinvigorated life into the Teen Titans and into DC Comics that may have not have been there for some time. And this is in the era before the age of the Frank Miller Batman and before Crisis and you had all the, I guess the, the cause there was a reinvigoration in the late eighties or the mid eighties that came out of Swamp Thing, right? And that reinvigorated kind of uh, the British invasion in DC Comics. But to me, 
he was everything about comics that I loved. You know, we had John Byrne, we had Marshall Rogers, we had uh, Walt Simonson, but really what I, what he did, like, I just remember vis- vis- vividly stories like the Serpent Society, the Serpent Crown storyline, you know, Marvel 2-in-1, Wonder Man and the Beast, you know, just these things in individual comics, Archon in, in Uncanny X-Men Annual 3, I think it was. It's just everywhere. He was everywhere doing every team book that I loved. Squadron Supreme versus the Avengers. Count, not Count the Fairy. I mean, you, you know what I mean? It's just this incredible stuff. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And then he did, to me, you know, there was Justice League number, Justice League of America 200, which is my favorite comic book of all time. The best anniversary issue ever done. The epitome of putting every superhero that's ever been in a book in a comic book, touching on the origin. I mean, you had Jerry Conway there as well. Just the perfect comic book. And then a couple of years later, you know, DC decided to do Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I don't know what anybody thinks. It's my favorite storyline of all time. It's just a love letter to why I love comic books. It's every character in the universe on every page. Having every character gets a moment and it's his art selling it all. You know, it, I, it, it just hurts me to think that we lost such an icon. And, you know, you have everything he put on the page throughout, what, 50 years in comics plus or whatever, giving us the best comics. Everything, every page he did, he never gave us a half-assed page in the history of his artwork, ever, ever. And not only did he draw and put everything on the page, I've never seen an artist do better transitions in pages in, in my life. So he not only did he put everything, he designed his pages almost better than everybody. No one could get away with a nine-page panel comic right. page like George Perez. And on top of this, he managed to have the best. I've never been to a con where I saw him where he wasn't smiling. I've never seen a con love, where love. hundreds of pictures of people meeting with him and having an experience and a smile. I've never seen more people dressed up as the characters surrounding a creator to create a moment from comics like I've seen with him. You know, we all love Jack Kirby and you know what Jack Kirby means to me and everything. But it's, anyway, it's, I, I don't even know what to do. It, it hurts. It's, it you know, like we fan. lost Neil Adams last week and when he, he was big in comics, that's when we were like kind of in our infancy. George Perez was in comics when we were realizing how to read comics, how to understand, you know, and like you said, you know, Fantastic Four issues, the Avengers, Teen Titans. It it was just like, he never, you know, like you, you kind of like look at artists nowadays who cannot keep a monthly schedule with lackluster art. He was pouring every bit of, imagination he could in every panel and he never missed a month he never missed a deadline you know and he was the first comic book artist that I met you know like we were talking before you know my, there was a comic shop in Flushing Mike's Comic Hut and this was when I was getting into comics and being excited to go to a shop that didn't staple the pages together like 
fucking fish spines. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> and, you know, you get the bag and there's a George Perez thing and I'm staring at the bag and he goes, oh yeah, you know, the, Mike goes, he's a friend of mine. He usually drops by once in a while. Next time we went, George Perez was there. And the worst thing about it is, you know, you meet him and you kind of like, it's the worst thing for every other creator because you're not going to live up to the, the, the fact of how nice he was, how happy he was to discuss his art. You know, you could like, you're like, oh my God, all, all comic book artists like this guy. And, you know, there is not another person like him. And, you know, it's, it's tough because this was the guy who drew a lot of the books I did during my, when I started loving comics. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the years, if you look at the years that he was like, you know, they're formative years for all of us, right? It's the early yeah. days when you think about when it was his heyday. And those are, you know, that's an impressionable time for us. And that sort of leaves an indelible mark on everybody in terms of the influence that he had on, on us, especially you guys as artists. So it's, 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 um, it's huge, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's not. It, I mean, you saw, you saw it coming. The old saying, never meet your heroes. You know, that old saying, never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. And then you meet him. He was one that you'd want to meet. He's one that you want to meet. I was fortunate enough when I was working at Malibu and he came on to do Ultra Force and a couple other projects on in there. I got to have dinner with him and with, with the group. But yeah, he, he, you know, like you were saying, George, you, you know, you don't want to meet you, but he was just such a, such a wonderful guy and, and just such a, I mean, I was, I just spent the whole dinner just, I don't think I ate. I was just listening to everything that he was saying. He was just, you know, just, you could tell the love that he had for the, for the, for the, the craft and for what he did and for the people in, in you know in the industry he really he was just like a he was really one of the nicest guys you meet yeah i remember and, those malibu covers too yeah i mean and this is when he was like you know more like out, out of the dc stuff but his stuff was always just gorgeous i remember the wonder woman that he did later on yeah, that was just you know and it's funny i uh it was I think it was Jason that was like, yeah, no one did rubble like him. You know, no one did, you know, just everything was just there and it just amazing. You know, today it's every, everyone's like less is more, but he was like more is more. Right. I think it's more with him was yeah. it right every time. It's like he made us love superheroes. Like he did superhero battles the way superhero battles were. It's like, I remember just as a kid, just be looking at his stuff, you know, I was a big Burn fan at that time too. So obviously- yeah. But he, you never saw anybody pack a page with more stuff than his, like, like if I look at my favorite comics, like if you look at all of Crisis, but if you look at issue seven and issue eight, issue eight's probably, I said Justice League um, of America 200 is my favorite comic. Just uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths number eight is probably my fourth favorite comic. And in number seven, he does probably one of the biggest superhero fights as they invade the anti-monitor's home to fight the anti-monitor, the death of Supergirl. He's got every, every powerhouse in it. <laughs> Superman, Superman of Earth, Superman of Earth 2, Captain Marvel, Monel, Wildfire, Supergirl, everybody. And, and it's just, he draws it emotive, like in a superhero dramatic way. 
The same way we're going to talk a little bit later about um, multiverse. We have those fun superhero moments amid the craziness. He did it so well. Like you feel the death of Supergirl in that issue. Like, uh, and as you know, with his uh, Teen Titan stuff, all the stuff he did with Mark Wolfman, there's a lot of character yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's a the lot. Of, yeah, 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 absolutely. But then you get to issue number eight and the Flash dies Gosh. alone. That was such a powerful issue to me. And I think Jerry Ordway inked it. It was freaking beautiful beyond compare. Uh, or might have been Joe Rubenstein. I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong, but either both of them on him were great. Um, freaking phenomenal issue. And I remember that issue. I loved it so much because he packed so much power in that death to me. I was like, that's how you do a superhero. Like, like when all my friends were talking about, and I'm sorry, I know we're talking about this for a long time. Just let me get this out. Issue number seven being the penultimate because you had all the heroes there, right? I was always talking about issue number eight because it was so heartfelt. Like, he's like, I'm going, no, I'm not going to die. You're not going to do this. And he made the Flash a character I never liked, never care about. For an instant, the only character I ever cared about. Um. Anyway, I... I, I I don't want to forget, go down don't forget, don't forget, earlier. don't forget Infinity Gauntlet. He also did. Oh my god. And those first three issues, because yeah. after the third issue, I think Ron Lim took over. I think you're right. You're right. The last issue, but the first three yeah. issues. Beautiful. I, I still look at the first issue. If you look at that first issue, it is flawlessly beautiful. The art on that is so and I think Joe Rubenstein inked that. I think can so. we can we can we and can it's we funny because I never agree. the Ron Lim issue. Yeah. I was like, George Perez didn't draw it. I was like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I don't want any part of it. I just don't, don't know how it ends. No, isn't that, okay. When you think about it, though, when you think, isn't he probably, in, in your books, isn't he probably one of the most consistent artists that ever existed? Yeah. Oh, in terms of his output? And, and that's the thing. I think that's the thing. You kind of realize that you kind of get spoiled by the fact that we, you, know, you grew up with him because every month there was a George Perez issue. You know, and it was like you don't look at a pan and go, "Oh, it looks like he got skimmed." You know, there's no. It's all meticulous and all there. Consistent. And then you see somebody who does like two wishes and they're gone, and it's just like, yeah. He set a really high bar, professionally and personally, for comic book artists, mm-hmm. and it's I don't you know, and it's going to be difficult for anybody to kind of. Yeah, yeah. Even think about what he did for Wonder Woman, just really quickly. Wonder Woman always had great errors in the history, right? But the Wonder Woman we see today, even though the stories take a lot from different eras, you had a lot of really good artists who contributed. <clears throat> but without him going, let me write it, let me draw it, let me give you the Wonder Woman tied to the Greek mythos. Hmm. Boom, that was, that was a game changer for Wonder Woman. But the thing was, that was the only time she was really relevant in comics, you know, when he got his hands on her, other than when Phil Jimenez, who kind of sort of is like a protege of him art-wise at that time, you know, it's, <clears throat> you know, like you were mentioning Byrne before, and like, you know, like at that time, they were like the two top artists, but like the one thing, as much as I loved Byrne, he kind of had a template for how his heroes looked, you know, like, and Perez kind of different body types for different heroes and it wasn't like you know like this was just his shorthand for getting stuff done he's you know like Byrne had a shorthand to keep up with the schedule you never got that sense with George Perez 
Yeah, I, I can't think. It's just, you know. I can't say enough good things. I will say this. I think for me, after Kirby, you know, it's Perez gave me the reason I love four color superhero comics. It's the reason I love capes. It's the reason why my preference is big teams. He he is he is 100% the reason why Justice League and Avengers are my two favorite, com- like really, if you were to ask me, hey, what's your two favorite comics? I know I vacillate and I say things that are really like esoteric that only deep fans love, like All-Star Squadron or, or the Defenders, but it's really Avengers, Justice League. Avengers, Justice League. And it's his issues, like, Issue 200 Justice League, issue 200 Avengers. Boom. I, I it just can't say it's, I'm, I'm so, I can't believe I cried today. I never thought I would cry over a comic book artist. Because he's not just that, obviously, to some of us, right? It's like losing your favorite musician, using, losing somebody who did something that was really, wrote the poem of your life. like. There's something in him, like some music, some movies, and his art is part of the art that makes me who I am and what I love and the genres I love. Uh, he's 100% one of the three guys that in comics was that for me. And definitely the one, yeah, who, said, the one who said, Artie, why do you love superheroes? And I know I'll say always, oh, Jack Kirby, Jack Kirby did everything. He created everything. And that's how I feel. But when I look at superheroes, if you say, hey, who, who should draw the Justice League versus the Avengers, guys? It wouldn't be Kirby. It wouldn't be John Byrne. It wouldn't be Michael Golden. It wouldn't be ever the hot shot is today. It wouldn't be anybody from Jim Lee to the guys like I love, like Dan Fernosian, who I think is great, Dave Johnson, you know, Eric Canete, who I think is the most amazing artist of all time. None of those guys. It's George Perez. Nobody else could have done it. Nobody. Nobody. All right. And with, that, and with that, we're going to switch over to... Uh, rest in peace. We're going to let you... Yeah, rest in peace. We're going to let you, uh, Artie, uh, start the most important thing, not about Multiverse of Madness. I don't care about your review of Multiverse of Madness. I want to know your experience checking into the movie theater. <laughs> I want to know what you ordered. Flawless. I want to know what you ordered. Did you choke on any of your food? No, no, no. Did you no, have no. man servants feeding you while the movie was going no, on? I want to quickly I give realize, me. Like I just went up to the podium and did this, and the woman gave me my tickets. Then did we you? Did up. you? Did you shit yourself out of fear, thinking something was going to happen? Well, I did. I told my wife as we were walking up. I was like, I really hope I want us to get there early because I don't want anything to happen. I know something's going to go. You wrong. got there for the early bird special, right? <laughs> Just to give you, did they give you your free peg of popcorn and a depends diaper? Yeah, they gave me the depends diaper. I might have had it because I think I was the only one who yelled during the previews. Yeah. Because so they you were in the special food. section, right? They had you. In, so, so tell us about the seats. So, what was no, it, it was like? It was just a booth. It was a booth. And what did you, when did you order your food? Oh, we didn't order. We just got it and brought it. Oh, so what did so what did you get? What did you get? So you sat and you stuffed your face during pizza, boneless wings, uh, mozzarella sticks, a couple of ices, (laughs) water, dipping dots while you were at it too. (laughs) No, but we had a great like like I said, it was 
I, I, do we want to get in the movie? I, I was surprised by how easy it was. I'll give you my review of the movie first. So Go ahead. Uh, you've been talking about Perez. So I'll, I'll, you I'll, hate I'll, it? Uh, huh? No, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I've seen it twice. And that's how much I loved it. So um, it's, it's a Sam Raimi film through and through. No questions about it. Beautifully done. Uh, as a fan of Sam Raimi, you're going to love it. As an MCU fan, you're going to love it too. There, you know, I enjoyed the characterization. I was expecting a bigger film. Obviously, it's a much more esoteric film, as you said. It's really, it's really about Stephen, and it's really about Wanda, and to a lesser degree, it's about America. But it's really about Stephen, primarily Stephen's journey oh, as George. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the um, the it's a kinetic movie. What I mean by that is it's like it picks up the ground. There is no there is no lull. It's like boom, boom, boom. To some extent, even my daughter, who's who's not a huge MCU fan, was like, wow, this is really a fast paced movie. You know, she didn't dislike it. She was like, wow, this is really fast paced. Um, how much it really, you know, at the end of the day, I, I mean, I, I mean, the the Illuminati cameos were great unfortunately the the brutality of of their of their goodbyes 10 minutes into 10 minutes after they first appear is is pretty off-putting when you think about it how jarring it is this is you want to talk about disney dark this movie is disney dark it's fucking dark as shit i mean it's a horror yeah. movie and and wanda it's like to brutal, your it's brutal and um i wouldn't say serious it's brutal and vicious Vicious, movie, vicious. I mean, there is a line when she says, when she first of all, the way she appears over Comertage is like, and, and and I know you and I spoke about this. The whole episode, the the whole movie reminded me of what it, the what if episode, the what if issue of what if Phoenix survived, and it was basically that. And I remember the brutality of that issue when she fucking offs the X Men at the end of that, and then kills everybody, and then blows up the world. That's the feeling you got from her when she says when she's up over Kamertaz and she goes, when she goes, you know, just don't realize this is me still taking it, taking it easy. Now, I forgot. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. She's basically saying, you know, like, I'm not overdoing Be it yet. Be reasonable. Thank you. Which is fuck. She is. Because so he fucking told her great. to be reasonable, right? He tells her to be reasonable. She's not. Well, she also says earlier, like, you know, why? You know, the demons were my way of being reasonable. Because if she came after, and then you see it, it's like, it's uh, it's like Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, uh, relentless assault, and it's just fucking, it is beyond beyond anything. No, that's and a I, good, that's a good word for it, relentless, because relentless, three fourths of the movie. Well, it's relentless. No, no. And here's the thing: there's no like, oh, you know, there's a twist in the second act, and all of a sudden that's when you realize she's a villain. She's the villain. At the end of the first scene that she appears in, yep. she's like, "I'm, you know, I'm coming. That's it." It's a ruse from the beginning. It's a ruse. She is the villain from. The she's beginning. the villain from the beginning of the movie, and that's where, from what I'm hearing, people are kind of off put because casual fans, fans of 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 the character, fans of Wandavision, feel like, "Wait a second, what the fuck are you doing here?" You know, she's a hero, guys. The last scene of WandaVision, she's corrupted by the Darkhold. She's right. already she's gone. The There's, There's no, no changing There's over. No There's no changing over. She's no done. She's already gone. She's gone at the end of WandaVision. Yeah. So, yeah. and I mean, and and then for anybody who, I mean, unfortunately, I knew this almost a year ago. 
it had been sort of alluded to that she's the villain of the piece and nobody wanted to say anything. And I thought Marvel did a great job about that. The scenes I got to point out are obviously, they're all about Raimi. If you're an Evil Dead fan, there are so many Easter eggs in terms of Evil Dead. Bruce, uh, Bruce Campbell is pizza, pizza, uh, what was it, Papa Pizza? Pizza Papa beating pizza himself up. Pizza That's, pizza at, you know, he might as well have been Ash beating himself up, right? Um, every POV shot, Gargantos' POV shot for the eye, when she goes dream walking and you see her in, you see her in, um, in, in Wanda's house and she's behind the staircase. <laughs> and I got to tell you guys, the scene when she, she's dragged to the window, she sees her reflection in the window and she gets possessed and she kind of turns and she looks right at the camera, looks at us. Yeah, at the camera. Fucking that was, that was really awesome. Great. That was so well done. And the scene in the tunnel, which I've talked about, holy fuck, what a scene. And even before that, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gushing right now. But the uh, when she comes out of the reflections in Camertage and she oh, comes out like something crazy. out of the ring, fucking, I mean, she's frightening. She's so she fucking frightening. She's also frightening in her very deliberate. I'm telling you what I'm going. To oh, do. I'm telling you what I'm doing. Like a single-mindedness to but her, without, without raising her voice, like, without raising her voice, and then what mouth? Like what mouth? <laughs> Holy fuck! I mean, that was just like, are you kidding me? That 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 entire scene was like that was like Friday the Thirteenth. Everything that happened in that scene was Friday when she takes out Captain Carter. All that's fan service. John Krasinski is as John Krasinski as as Reed was fucking gold. And I said it. I've said it to you guys earlier. The they fact they that they locked him in, they better have they better locked him in. Locked and I, in. The, the sad thing is that I don't think you're going to get uh, Patrick Stewart as Xavier again. You don't need him again. But they that that was a true representation of comic book animated series version of of Xavier and I'm not talking about the the yellow the yellow uh hover the green suit hover in the green suit I'm talking about the brain waves the fucking brain waves that came off Ooh, the bubbles that came off when he gives him the the, the uh, when he very gives subtle him the, though but nice but very subtle but it's it's the truest representation of what you would see that's the visualization of of, of Professor X and then when he does this when he does this when he does this when he does this that's fucking professor. That's you in the fucking wheelchair. You. Yeah, you. Yes, that's you. So I thought, you know, I'm sorry. I'm gushing about this. Now, it's not like it, it, it's it's a it's a small movie. It's not. And if you're going into it thinking it's going to be, which I did, thinking I it was going to be thinking it was going to be no way home level, but Marvel fully Marvel going hold my beer. This is what we're going to do. You're going to be a little bit let down. It's, I love the relationship of everything that he has to do. It's like, there's that constant thing, that nexus event that happens in every universe for Steven, which is he doesn't get Christine. Right. And it goes back to, here's the thing where there's a little bit of a drawback to the movie for some people who have not been steeped in WandaVision and who've not watched Loki and who have not watched what if there's a lot of pre-existing lore that's been set up in those that pay off in this because you you understand more about everything he goes through that the supreme strange went through all these strangers go through about what their relationship with christine is because you remember everything that happens in what if is all about him trying to get christine back well, but it's one of those things um, i think they do a good job of establishing how much christine means to him without yep. like the wedding him going to the wedding right was 
you know, and they kind of build up to the fact that, you know, and like even when what's his face, Doctor the doc, Doctor Dr. West, Doctor West, the Nicodemus, yeah. I goes, lost my cats. Oh, I lost you don't my get cats. the girl, you know. It was just like it, it was important, and you know, what even Wang going, you went to the wedding. You went to the wedding. I yeah. love, I love the relationship between him and Wang. I thought it was really great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really works well. This is how much Christine means them. So if you missed out on that, what? It kind of just catches you up to speed on that. It catches you up, but I like that it pays off on Wanda. It kind of flips a little bit what you think about Wanda because Wanda, guys, anytime you go back to WandaVision, you watch it, it's like she's fucking controlling people. Yeah. Regardless of her grief, she's controlling people. And, you know, and she does have that speech in the movie where it's like, you know, you gave up the time stone. Right. Oh, right. And the whole thing. And, I own yeah. the villain. Yeah. And then at the and then again she does it and it kind of plays off again at the end where he does the the dream walking. She's like a hypocrite. I love what she calls me. She goes hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Uh it's 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 right. it's it's definitely and and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is building to secret wars. Absolutely. The minute that you know because I remember you were saying incursions, but incursions incursions is the big thing i think it's definitely it's definitely going there it'll it'll probably take a while to get there because you still need kang to kind of do more damage before it gets but it's going there right it's definitely going there i think you're right Artie krasinski's got to be signed up for it he's got to be i'm not sure about i'm gonna see as you could tell by marvel they like to like fake you out whether it's trailers whether it's build-ups and stuff like that I hope. They're, they're I hope. Yeah. I hope Krasinski's not like a Ralph Boner moment. Like they were with the Infinity Gauntlets. You know, the Infinity Gauntlets were kind of like the, the the stones were like the MacGuffin for like the first couple of phases. They're not as overt with what they're doing right now. And it's a little you know, that so personally for me, and I it is frustrating because you're like, okay, where are you going with this? What's what's the ground level game, and what's the cosmic game? You trust, right? At this point. Right. Well, you hope because I mean, again, it's it's and we'll, we, once we finish talking about this and we talk over about Moon Knight, but going back to this, it's like I don't think we're getting a payoff to this movie until Ant Man. So I think we have two more movies in between. I don't think we're getting a payoff in. I don't think we're getting a or payoff in four. Type of movie where it's more about the personal growth of the character. That's what I, I think it is. That's what I think it was. I feel like. But the, it did build into civil war, though, right? Apparently, because every universe he's gone to, there was never a good kind of. Hopefully, uh, this change. But but the thing about the eye. Strange. But no, then but again, think, the fine. thing with the eye. Okay, so let's let's talk about this for a second because there's a slight inconsistency for me at the end because you know they go really quickly into him being you see the corruption right the last scene right and then when you cut to the the, the mid credit scene with Clea. Yeah, it was kind of. He's awkward. all of a sudden he's walking again. He's fine, and he's and he's like he seems like to be in full control. He hasn't that. dealt with the corruption yet. The corruption is an. The thing is that that's the start of the corruption. It hasn't fully blown. Yeah. But he yelled. He yelled so out pain. of pain. Right. So it started to physically manifest, you know, manifest, itself. manifest itself. Okay. All right. That's but what the, like I guess he feels like it's a you know he's under control with it. My assumption is that that end when he first gets that eye, it was you know the actual physical manifestation of that eye. Mm-hmm. And I felt there Clea, should have been one more scene. Alert, one Clea, more scene between yeah, Clea. Yeah. Well, when Clea shows okay. up, I think he's it's time has passed. Different jacket, you know. Different. Is the incursion? Is the incursion? 
that they're talking about his incursion into the other two universes? We don't know yet. That's something we don't know. We just I think it's movies. it's something else. It's some yeah, other read the comics. Like if we go by the comics, the incursions have a completely they they are what they say they are when the Illuminati talks about it. But the incursions right. that lead up to Secret Wars and the whole storyline that started in the Avengers world, eventually in, in the Avengers storyline when they did the Illuminati, and is 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 a big, big story with the Illuminati being very, very bad, which is choosing which universes live or die. Hmm. And if they're going to do that, I don't know. But going back to what, what we were saying about the eye. So one thing about Strange that may not have changed yet is that he's a little arrogant still. <laughs> and that's the commonality that you see in all the universes that they showed. That's what they were trying to say, is that he yeah. is... He has to learn to control that. That's why he's still not the Sorcerer Supreme. But didn't you get the feeling that he had a little level of humility by the no, end of he it? Did. when he, he did? He did. He, he bowed evolved. to Wong. He bowed to the, as you called right. him, the servant. He did. He did. But remember, he's he's also the type of guy that says, "I'm powerful enough to take care of this. I'm power. I, I'll shocker. I can hold the dark hold. I can. I'll figure it out. You know." Yeah. He's still to, to a degree that and, that's, and I think that arrogance shows at the end when she's like, are you ready? And he goes, oh, yeah. And, and he like, you know. It, it, there's I thought he's turned a little bit of a, I thought he's turned no, a he little did. bit of a leaf by fixing the watch, by, by bowing to Wong, by 100%. even saying, by even saying that even saving the world, even say, what does he say? He goes, even saving the world, you'd think that you'd be happy. But he goes, and then Wong says something to the extent of just being content and being grateful. And he goes, at least we're not alone. We're, we're no, doing I think together. 100%. Like we were talking, I want to talk a little bit about the whole movie, but remember when we were talking, there's a lot of growth for him. Like I said, think there's a lot of growth for him in the movie, yes. And what happens growth, at the end, he still what has think, that arrogance. Yeah. What I think is he still has to go through an evolution because he put his love life behind him. You see Clea comes at the end. So you, those of us that know Clea, Clea is another love interest for him. He's so not only he's going to continue to evolve, but he's going to find someone else to love now. Well, remember what Christine says to him, because it's never resolved. It's face your fear, Stephen. That's yeah. one of the last things she says to him. So the, there is still that, which is basically, he doesn't he say to her that he goes, you know, there's a there's there's a hidden nugget in there that nobody wants that none of us are talking about, which is he exposes to his other self that he let his sister die. He couldn't save his sister. Yep. And I think that if you're going to do like the little armchair psychoanalysis is like he feels guilty, guilt about that. And he feels like he can't be loved or open up to anybody because he lost the one person he loved the most and he couldn't save. Hence why he becomes a doctor, why all these things, everything he wants to do himself, because he's trying to make up for what he couldn't get. So I think that's his, his psychological trauma that takes him throughout his entire life, right? I think that's where he's at, where he's got to get overcome that. And that's what Christine's kind of telling him, like, face your fear, allow yourself to be loved, care for somebody, do all these things. And then hopefully that's what ends up happening with Clea, right? That's, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. I, I, so does anybody want to go next or have another topic about the movie they want to talk about? Before I jump in, and I have a lot to say, I think. On what, the uh, multiverse? Yeah, about the movie itself. Like, yeah. No, there's just a lot of fun bits to it. I mean, overall, it was really fun. I did feel, it did feel a little rushed. There was no breathing room. No, there was a couple of breathing room points where he talked to his dark self and such. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
was it the best MCU movie? Eh, no, but it was really good. It was fun. It was a lot. It was entertaining. It had a lot of good points. I mean, if, for me, it was the most overtly comic book movie mm-hmm. from the um, MCU. It was more, it was bright, it was colorful, you know, like, you know, the Raimi-isms were all over the place. It, no, it, I recommend it, seeing it in 3D, too. I, I need to see it in 3D. I didn't it see it in 3D. Really, it was a lot of nice depth. And, and I bet. One of those I'll, movies that you want to pause, you know, when him and America are going through the multiverse. Yeah, I wanted to see what some of those Because there's have been. so much things. Because you see the Living Tribunal. Yeah, you, you, you feel see like the, the comic book. You see the comic book part of it. You see the dinosaurs, which they kind of reference, which is the whole thing about, like, did we go through a painting universe, <laughs> she says, right? He, he asks her. Really yeah, you can't eat, really yeah. eat there. Yeah. I one of the, to your point, Keith, I'm sorry, the inventiveness that I loved about the little things that they added in each of the multiverses, like the universe they end up in, what is it, the 893 universe or whatever? The, the one 838. That 838, thank you. That they, right. Every little thing like the red light means go as opposed to the green light, the, the traffic, the, uh, the street signs, all the little stuff like you could get lost in just focusing on the minutiae. <laughs> of what's in that world, you know? And I really like that. I love the fact, like, the things that you don't pick up on. Christine basically says that she works at the Baxter Foundation. Mm-hmm. So even before yeah. you see Reed Richards, if you heard Baxter, you're like, wait a second, Baxter? Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, hold up, hold up. What? You know, like, all these little things that you you don't pick up on. I'm sorry. Memory I'm lane. Well, the Scarlet Witch exists in that universe, too. Well, yeah, and there is and that whole thing. Like, that after- more, like, she was more, at, uh, uh, you know, at home mom yeah I, i'm curious to know how long she stays at home with the kids after everything she did in that universe because <laughs> i doubt the other superheroes are going to show up you see her after you do well see her you after. know that you know when you find out like the 90 percent of the illuminati and mortal can't get out of a moat <laughs> he gets <laughs> stuck hilarious. in that little thing you know I'm I, like, what I, to his little I booties think, i think he's the only kind of i was kind of like with mortal but let me tell you something about this movie that <laughs> Uh, uh, something that off the bat, I think after you watch it, that you realize that this is unlike any of the other Marvel movies. It it completely feels different visually. Like, I really feel like when you look at the other Marvel movies, especially the big set pieces like Infinity War, Civil War, they're really these letterbox kind of action superhero movies. And this is all of that. But this is really Sam. Re- they let Sam Raimi be. Well, Sam it's Raimi. The, his stamp is all over the place. Come right. Yeah. What I mean is, you. It's very different in that he doesn't do a lot of these super wide shots with people on this side and people on this side. He keeps things in the middle of the frame. A lot of mid shots. A lot of close shots. Super forced perspective shots. It's just visually very different in the best ways that Raimi can fucking do it. It it, it is great and. I think you're right. It starts off running, like literally running, right? And then it's run, 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 run. Wanda's going to tell you how vicious she's going to be. Run, 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 run. Where are we? We're in another Earth. Let's see what's going on on this planet. And that's the middle that I think, Keith, you're talking about. To me, that's the real part where it stops for a second, Mm -hmm. where Wanda is trying to infiltrate that universe Right. And you see Wanda's little machinations. And then you see the Illuminati trying to deal with Strange. And you get a pause there because there's, there's not a lot of action for like that 10 minutes. To well, it's, it's, it's sort of switching between the two parts. It's her right. 
setting up dark and setting up uh at Wandagore, right? And and, and all that and stuff going on. Back to literally run, 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 run. Run, 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 run. <laughs> and but yeah, you know, it's funny because watching it twice, I gotta tell you something. When you realize, you know, it's called multiverse of madness and you're expecting things to be all over the place. There's really three set, ideally three set pieces when you think about it, really. I mean, four. You have the battle at the beginning of the movie. You have, you have uh, Camertage. You have Illuminati. And you have Wondergore at the end. Well, really, I mean, you can't you defend have, the, the scene with Defender Strange and America. Well, and I mean, but those are like, that's an establishing thing. I'm talking about huge set pieces in terms of where these things yeah, take place. That's all you normally have. Because and Wanda, for, for, for half of the movie, is at Wondergore Palace. I'm talking about her. Wanda Prime. Everything else is like she's astral projecting, she's dream walking, she's doing all of these things. So I, I thought everything about the movie was fun. Everything you said, Vlad. The raminess is there, and it works so well for this particular movie. And he manages to still pull out the... And again, you may not see this in a movie like um, Evil Dead, you know, Army of Darkness. He really pulls out emotional nuggets throughout the movie with the I mean I mean you can compare it more to you could compare some of that to Spider-Man. Yeah. Because remember definitely. he did the spider I mean that stuff you can look at. The superhero action gets very scary very quick because of the level and viciousness of Wanda. Like when she attacks their city, Carmitage, right? Is that what it's called? Run. Yeah. Yes. It is brutal and they are, she literally takes people out. Like they show you her flambaying people. people. <laughs> it's all like the guy who's on the floor, he's screaming, yeah. she takes him out. Yep. Flambaying people, right? <laughs> and then there's a great scene in there where it turns from that to her escape. Like they try to trap her and she goes, oh, I'm going to get out of here. And, and then it becomes... Like you said, a Michael Myers is coming against. Well, it's unstoppable. You. She's unstoppable. Yeah. She's, She's like, unstoppable. they got to get the hell out of there. Well, and even the way she comes, comes out of that cloud at the beginning, which is like, oh my but then god. Then you get this: her defeated the most powerful people on the planet, the Sorcerer Supreme and Strange. Like, with putting Thor aside for a second, that's really all you got to defend the planet. I mean, seriously, nobody else could come close to stopping her. And then you, you stop have her. Who could stop her, really? Yeah. Think about it. Who could Nobody. stop her? So then you got, um, they fall into through the universes, which I thought was really great. And again, it's not as big a movie as we all thought. It's really about the two of them, but not the two of their stories intertwined. Her coming to realization with whatever she had to come to realizations with Wanda and Strange coming to have realizations. And that all of this is just in between. And then you have the Illuminati Earth, where you get, as a fan of the comics, all the, your mind spinning and to see things. And when you hear about this is Earth 616 or 83, whatever, that's from the comics. So you, as a deep like comic book fan, are being rewarded while you're getting this great fucking action fun movie with, with humor and love for the characters in there. And then, bang, you get the Illuminati. Like... I expected more like you did, Vlad, because you and I had read every leak possible, and we thought we were going to see, you know, Harrison Ford as a character, you know, them resurrect Hulk Hogan, and he'd be a character. Tom Cruise <laughs> would come in as somebody. 
Huh? Puck was going to be in it, Artie. I know you're upset. I know you were upset that Puck was going to be in it and they'd cut him out. I thought Puck was going to at least do some somersaults and, and do a shot on her or something. So then you get this great scene where the the introductions of the characters, like when Krasinski, they showed him as Reed. Yeah. Like, I, the that was the, like the loudest part. That's what I, I mean, I mean, my, my, my crowd was, my crowd was but pretty so like, like, he just leans in. It's not like a big scene where he has to stretch in and do this type of stuff. No. He just has a couple words with him, right? And then you have the part with Xavier. And then you have what I think is, again, the Kamataj scene was great. When she lands in the Illuminati fucking fortress, from the time she lands and what how she brutalizes the Illuminati, right? And then the scary, suspense-filled chase that they do through the uh, underground. I can imagine a better scene. I mean, I have I, to watch I mean, it. I, I mean, it's, 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 it, here's the thing. It works for you as a type of a comic book fan. And I, yeah. it worked for me because as a Raimi fan, as a comic book fan, as a horror, horror movie fan, it really worked. For somebody who's like thinking, this is Disney Marvel. This is, I've got to oh, tell you, no. this is the darkest shit. It's even darker than Moon Knight, which we're going to touch on. It is, it oh, is, dude, if this is right, like, like, I think George, you said this when we were talking, it's, this is Disney dark, like, like, and again, they gave Raimi a lot of free reign and you can see it because you know how he does even violence and shots in his kind of like cinematography. But it was a gut punch. It was a gut punch. Yeah, like, even Black Bolt. Remember when Black Bolt goes, That's the one where people were like, that's the one that people right? were like, like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy then, shit. Reed getting it. it. Reed, oh, Reed. Like, even though I thought, like, again, you get these nuggets in between. I'm Reed, a father. I'm a father. I no pain. Trying to talk to her, <laughs> and she, and again, she she talks back to him. It's not like a he says something and then she just kills him. She She's goes like, well. Well, she kind of turns around. Alive? Oh right. yeah, but at least they have one. At least we have, they have one. somebody to raise them to raise them. <laughs> But you know something, the one thing that nobody, I'm surprised that we haven't touched on yet is the secret of 838 Strange. You know, and the fact that the Illuminati killed him. Well, I think that, that I I understand why, because I think, and it weighs heavily on them because it's for the same reason that of what this strange is well because they feel like he's the biggest because he's the biggest threat to the universe more than anything i even like the fact that you see back to what we were talking about the arrogance part the arrogance right but he understands but but when you see that you see that they they he's ready to die yeah he's ready to die and he even asks them he goes does my chris does christine know they go yeah he may know she knows yeah because he went so far, things got out of hand. Hmm. And it's funny, like even the line, which I didn't realize is the line that Defender Strange says at the beginning of the movie, like to America when they're on that bridge, right before he says like, you know, one person's reaction to the, in the multiverse, whatever, da, da, da. that's the same line that, that, that Strange says to Spidey yeah. in No I Way mean, Home. It's, all co- like, that's it's connected, about, like, right? They, so they connected. They connected. And, and I think, I think, yeah, to your point about George, to your point about about the um, the Illuminati. I mean, I'm sorry when I walked out of that, as as heartbroken as I was seeing them die, you also get this feeling like like, well, you know, they're kind of also kind of a little bit of ass. Other than what Xavier says, because Xavier says the save has the saving grace at the end of it, right? 
but the I, thing you, was when you see that line in the trailer, you know, we'll see what kind of Doctor Strange you are. The way they cut it, you, you right. have no idea. And then when they you should see have the, never. They should have never shown you Xavier. That would have been a much bigger reveal. because the way they introduce Xavier. Because think about it, without knowing Reed, without knowing Reed, and when Reed shows up, Reed is the one that gets the biggest applause or the biggest gasps, like, oh, my God, it's Reed Richards. But when Xavier shows up, because he's the last one to show up and the way he comes in, it's a bigger introduction. Should have never shown it in the trailer. Yeah. Never so, shown it in the trailer. That, I think so they couldn't show, I think it was the easier one to show compared to Krasinski. As well. well, the rumor is that there's stuff that, that got cut. Mm -hmm. Other cameos got cut. We'll so, see. But, but you know, when he delivers that line, you know, we'll see what kind of strange you are. He did when he did this, the part where he delivers it is right when he knows he's going to go face Wanda. And it's just like. Well, does he say it there or does he say, no, he says he goes because I believe that people stumble and yeah. I trust you, my friend, or something. He's, and it's actually very empowering and encouraging. And Stephen says, thank you. And it's sort of the last acknowledgement between the two of them. And then Mordo doesn't give a and fuck. And Mordo's a fucking punk bitch yeah, just Mordo's yelling. But then you get the scene where she defeats the Illuminati and try to stop Defeats her. is an under Obviously, understatement. Yeah, that's an understatement. It's completely vicious. Um, but then you have that kind of chase scene, oh, which dude. is, again, very Raimi, right? The way she's walking after Dude, because like she's all fucked, fucked up, up right? Even when she opens it, see the red eyes? Yeah. It's sort they of escape. They escape. Then you get this great, again, you get a scene where Strange figures out what he has to do. He has to go get the dark hole, right? That's the only well, thing. Well, no, don't, don't don't forget the biggest MacGuffin of the whole movie is, is the Book of Ashanti. It ends up being, it's it's the big, biggest yeah. MacGuffin of the movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he goes to that other world and, and, and like Keith was saying, you have that great scene with the dark uh, Strange. And that whole I scene, love the musical fight. Yeah, I, I thought that was ingenious. I thought yeah, that was, was so well done. People, I heard people didn't like that. I'm like, That's how can you not like it? It was fucking great. And then you have Raimi. They just said, Raimi, well, what do you want to do at the end of this movie? Turn well, into evil. Strange should go reanimate and astral project into the dead body of Defender Strange. And that and was right out of, that was so right out of Evil Dead when she goes, right. but you need a live body. Who says you need a live body? And then you just see him come out of the. I was like, oh my and, God. And from, I watched that and I'm, I'm saying, how much do I love this? Because <laughs> he's strange. Hey, Artie. Hey, Artie. Hey, Artie. Not to ruin your buzzkill, but I'd be more surprised if you didn't love it. <laughs> I know, you would. And then when he has all the spirits, the ghouls and stuff. Well, like the way he control he ends up controlling them. And they become like this cape. And then he just like fucking takes off. That shit was I'm looking at this going, who designed this shit? It's beautiful. But you know what? That can be out of the fucking Michael Golden issues of Doctor Strange. Right. Just how beautifully drawn and and stuff. So he the one thing that was funny about that scene, though, was Cumberbatch, the way he was doing the walking, like, <laughs> like he was like rigor mortis. I also don't understand. Here's what, you know, how long was that body decomposing for? Yeah, I know, really. a day. Like, what, what ate yeah, him? The rats? time passed while they did it. But well, it was yeah, just... But, it, yeah, whatever the demon, the demon was sucking some shit out of him, so that didn't help any. And then you have that great battle 
you know, he, and that great moment where he sees Wong, right? That cool, I don't even want to ask. I don't even want to know. You know? <laughs> but Wong, Wong's like all excited. He's like, strange. He gets and excited then, when he sees again, him. You have 10 to 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, right? I'm it's 10 minutes. It's 10 about Of 10 this minutes. scene of zombie strange fighting Wanda and doing whatever. It's, it's great. Like, it's like, I don't even believe it. I'm like, He's doing all the stuff, and then he's having interactions, like dramatic interactions with America. America go kick this witch's ass, yeah. But with the half a face. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, it's, it's rainy. It's evil. It's evil. It's that rainy. That, unfortunately, and I hate to say it, that, unfortunately, is one of the reasons the movie is not as popular with a lot of casual fans. Why? It's 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 it, people were expecting something else, and I I loved it, I loved it, and I'm saying How's this. How's it but, doing? Well, anyway, so I loved it. Uh, it's loved doing it. well. It's the eighth it's biggest. The people like, like they're disappointed that Wanda's the villain. Is the Wanda's main. the villain? The cinema score, which is basically people's reaction, not critics, is a B plus, which is not good for an, for for an MCU an MCU movie. I'm not talking about Mobius and Venom. I'm talking about. MCU MCEU right. movie. It's a B plus. Oh, most of MCU movies get A's. Other but than like the one thing is like after that fight with you know Zombie Strange and Wanda, it kind of ends on an, an emotional gut punch. Right. Where she where, where America goes, I'm gonna give you what she wants, and she teleports her, she sends her back to the multiverse where she kind of dream walked that Wanda. And you know, you see that Wanda, the physical effects of being taken well, she's over. she's beat up, right? And she's beat up. Yeah. And then the kids' reactions to it. And it kind of, you sit there and you're like, fuck. Yep. Again, yeah, great emotional stuff here. Can I, can I just nitpick about one thing? Can, can I nitpick about one thing, which is, why is, you know, Wanda's so obsessed with her kids? What about Vision? You know what well, I mean? Well, vision's out there. Well, her vision. You don't no. know there's a vision in that of the But the thing was, I think How at the you? end, she, re- she learned to let go of the pain of vision, but the dark, the dark hole kind of corrupted her about the kids. Because mm-hmm. she just remembers, she, in the end of WandaVision, she's going through the book and she's hearing the kids screaming. Well, I'm just wondering, like, you know, you have, like, vision played a huge part in WandaVision and not having vision in those other universes as part of that whole nuclear family. Plus him dying has to be part of... Maybe it's part of... It's, like a, well, the grieving... Pro- well, you know, what is what was that great line that he said, which is grieving is, is just loving, love enduring? Mm-hmm. I guess her love... Because she she generated those kids in her in her state that she was in. And it's a continuation of that. It doesn't matter. It's the kids are fine. It's just like... It's a little bit of an omission of like... There's no real well, she does mention vision at the beginning. She goes, Vision I had his theories. Fantastic and a wild ride. I, I think that if, if I were to so again, it wasn't the movie I expected, right? Remember, I'm going into this thinking, oh my god, there's gonna be and didn't I tell you temper there and yeah. and the X-Men are gonna come in and she's gonna fight Dark Phoenix and somehow she's gonna beat the Phoenix Force. Like I thought crazy stuff. I, I was going into a place where you're all, you always go to that place. You always go to the place. Surprise! You always go to the place. It's the same thing between you not being able to check in your ticket. It's you go to that extreme as if you're going to this. I would movie. recommend this movie to anybody. I, You'd I recommend it to a child to to somebody yeah, taking a five year old kid. What? 
Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. You would see horror movies. You would see Dawn of the Dead when you were ten, and you didn't care. <laughs> we're not the same as the way the kids are now. These kids are raised in a bubble. I'm sure he got a Patricia Patient trophy when he went home after crying. <laughs> well, who was it? No, Keith was telling Keith. Didn't you? T- no, who did I read about? Somebody was telling me. I read somebody said like somebody got up and walked out right after. Um, Somebody died or something happened. They were like, "Oh, I'm I just on. told you." I oh, Gargantos, Gargant. Was it Gargantos? Was that the one you were talking? George was saying. Lost the eye. Like the couple took their kid and left. <laughs> I hope they get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> what? The hell is wrong really? with you? What kind of? What kind of? I I want to. I can't. Wait! Stop! Stop! Mean, stop! 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 Okay, stop! You know Can you post now. that? Can you post that on Facebook? Because that <laughs> that I'd pay for. I'd buy that for a dollar. I went to see an event. I went to see a superhero movie, and Gargantos threw something, and a car fell on somebody, and I couldn't. Poor Johnny, Johnny's six, and I can't have Johnny see that. I, I, we have to leave. Ladies and gentlemen, watch as he looks off Henry, to the side. Henry, he's going Henry, into his his, his fugue state. You know, Henry's in his, fugue his Marvel state. T-shirt and his Marvel socks. He doesn't want to go. But this woman who drinks soy milk—is there a reason why? Is there a reason why you're you're zooming in so much? Are you are you so? I don't know what's going on here. I, I can't. If that is true, if there's stories like this out there, yes, there are. Here. I mean, just there's there's, there's reviews have said it. They go like, you gotta be little kids. You have to, dude. There are some fucking frightening scenes in that movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Name me one scene in this movie a six-year-old kid can't handle. Captain Carter getting sliced in half. I saw, I saw Exorcist when I was six. And look how you turned out. I rest my case. I rest my case. Look at you now. You can't even go to a movie theater without panicking. You can't go to you, you have you have the shits trying to get to the movie. Just get over it. They move to the next part. The superhero wins in the end. Dude. Tell me the, the last the time. religious well, people are saying that the him strange going doing satanic rituals is very unbecoming of a hero. I hope they summon a demon and <laughs> all their their houses get on fire. I can't so, imagine. Thank you, FB fam. Thank you, FB fam. We just got to push through theater, this. Got to push through this. If that happened in my theater, I would have punched the husband. I would have got up and socked him. I said, "Sit your ass down and finish watching the movie." Someone's in the mood. Kids can take it. Johnny can take it. <laughs> what would you Why say? Excuse me, sir. And then son. you'd and then you'd blame me because I didn't stop you from getting up, getting thrown does out a, of the Does movie. a woman have a like a leash on the child too? Yeah. I, I blame you. I blame you because you say it's okay. You think that's okay? Well, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying the movie is a little dark for kids. It, for what kids? What, these kids are playing. Games where they're shooting people's brains out. What's, there's war in the world. People can't afford. They're killing each other with gas. And they're worried about Gigantos. Some people can't deal with Fandango. Okay? They don't know how to, they don't know how to buy tickets. <laughs> right, listen, they don't know how to buy you tickets. take your kid to see it. It's a fun, fu- it's fun. What are you your making kid, from this? What are you no, making from this? Are they giving kid, you like an $800 pair of Dr. Strange sneakers? No, your, your kid <laughs> experiencing this movie will make him a better kid. Yeah, maybe, he'll discover the- <laughs> maybe she'll discover Evil Dead. Go rent the movie, download it on iTunes or wherever the fuck. Can I ask you, who are you yelling at? Whoever's watching this who wouldn't take their child to see this. 
I would go full clockwork orange on their asses and make them watch it. So you'd be, you'd you'd start. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was his. That's his imitation of Gargantos. Okay. No, I'm just gonna say it and then I'm Gargantos. I'll let it go. I'll no, you go won't. No, you won't. You won't. You yeah, won't. I will. Why? Why? Because there's every five-year-old, eight-year-old, ten-year-old should see Raimi movies. Every single one of them, starting with starting with Evil Dead. So you want a five-year-old to see a tree branch rape a woman? Whatever it is. At least he thought about it for a yeah, second. It gave him some pause, at least. Whatever it is. <laughs> Go watch it. Turn out like Artie. That's that, that's that's what it's all about. Might as well traumatize George, him right away. George, George, uh, Keith, please, please, uh, let's get your thoughts. Who, on who am I? Of the flamethrower. The flamethrower. <laughs> Well, he better not able to scan it with your handshaking. Did you go? Were you like this? <laughs> scan it. Did did you get the sense of like? Did you get the sense of relief when they said, "And here are your tickets, sir"? Listen, you, all I can say, all, all I can say is before I let this go is no, no, no. I want to know. I want to know. World. We get out of a world where parents who want to enjoy a fucking superhero movie, can't go see Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness and watch it through because Johnny, Jenny, Dickie, Karen, Biffy is going to drool at the mouth when they see, what, a Captain Carter gets flitting to... Off screen. Off screen. Ah, okay. You can argue. No, that. no, you just see her. Yeah, you just see the shield go like this. Then yeah, you, you do, her. but that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, but yeah, she got half oh. decapitated. I don't remember. Oh, oh, look. I mean, I had nightmares watching uh, the Wizard of Oz. This is nothing compared to that. <laughs> I had. I uh, remember living under my sheets because I thought the monkeys were going to fly in my window. They take you back. <laughs> this is they nothing. Take you back home with them. Whatever. All I'm saying is, Vlad, look, I'm talking to you. <laughs> we can't live in a world. Listen, any of you. Hey, Artie. Hey, Artie. Let me put it to you this way. The only thing you need in this world. The only thing you need is the unconditional love of friends. <laughs> True friends is powerful stuff. Yeah, I don't want to be friends with somebody who doesn't see Evil Dead. Who didn't see it as a child. <laughs> yeah, again, I want a five-year-old to see a tree trunk rape a <laughs> woman. Friends, the Moon Knight. My mom took me like at six years old to see Deep Red Hatchet murders. And again, Exhibit A, right here, we have Red that Red exhibit Red right here. Didn't we go see Astro together? No, I didn't see Astro with you. I, we no, we saw Overfiend together, but we were twenty years old, twenty-five years old. No, we saw Friday the Thirteenth. We saw, we saw all that shit. You know, right, we, we turned out all right. I'm a revenue cycle leader. Yeah, I guess you are. Okay, I guess, I guess that's one of the ways. Let's scan the QR code, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so it has multiverse right. of madness overshadowed Moon Knight. 
No, because we're, we're waiting for we're waiting for we're waiting for we're waiting for George and Keith to kind of give their last takes on. Huh. George, I, I mean, I, is there anything you want to add to this? Oh, it was a, I you see, I thought it was a, a great move for everything we discussed. I, you know, scary, exciting, great character moments again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing again in 3D though, because I'm curious yeah. now that Keith's uh, Keith's making is making me think about seeing it. So it really feels like even it's even more comic. Like if they just had a like. Like the effects were really well done. I mean, again, it's a Marvel movie, so the the effects I thought were really well done. A lot of fun. It was like straight out of a comic book, you know. But I, that's why I like the original Doctor Strange, the, the first movie too. I felt it had a, a nice visual aspect to it. Yeah. It felt very comic book, and this one kind of continued that. Raimi did a fantastic job. I mean, uh, visuals, color, you know, everything about it. Costuming was great too. I mean, everyone looked really good. But the Scarlet Witch, I mean, as her Scarlet Witch, she looked great. I thought it was a nice like blending of like you know the cinema and and the comic versions um black you know again bolt, black bolt was yeah it was that was funny to see that and then especially for all the hate that 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 show got to bring that factor back for it i thought it was very nice uh and you know yeah i like the effects that they use for him you know when he actually spoke he whispered i did um, like you know to your point what I really did like about it is when they show you flashback to what really happened to Strange. Yeah, you do see the regret and sort of in, uh, and sort of remorse in Black yeah. Bolt's reaction, looking at him like sort of like I'm sorry I did that, mm-hmm. you know. And I I do get that sense of, you know, there's there's I got that sense from Black Bolt. I got that sense from Reed, mm-hmm. uh, from Xavier, from Xavier. I didn't get it. I mean. Captain Carter, Carter to some degree. I thought the Captain Marvel was was a little the Captain that Captain Marvel was really sort of like you know I don't trust you whatever you know that's what right. it is. No, she's yeah, well, she's always kind of like that. The Marvel character yeah. with like yeah. that militaryish background yeah. and yeah. just like you know you were. Gonna... And Mordo, Mordo, I think Strange figured him out pretty quickly. Oh, Mordo's Mordo. Mordo's. I do want to say this one thing about it. he survived I, though. He did, but I got to say, when he first sees Mordo, I think I said it to you guys offline, but I want to say it to everybody here. It's like that old scene when Strange scenes Mordo outside of the uh, outside of the Sanctum. It's basically Han and Han and Lando, Han and Lando on the Empire Strikes Back. It's like he wasn't sure he wasn't sure what's about to happen. And he's like, my brother, and he hugs him and then he betrays him. So I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, it was it was. Yeah. Back to you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean yeah, to. no, no. Uh, all good stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, enjoyable. Before we jump, where would you guys rank this? I mean, I, I, I mean, where would you rank it in the pantheon of, of the movies right now? I would probably put it in the top 10, I think. I, I Only because of, again, the comic book aspects of it. It just like kind of was, it was not ashamed of being a comic book movie, you know, yeah. again, and it's it's, it's it, Sam Raimi is like one of my favorite directors in terms of the fact that he has his own visual style. He's quirky as shit, and he handles the superhero stuff as well as he does the emotional stuff. You know, and and again, there were like three like really big emotional scenes in the movie: the wedding of Christine, that memory scene where the, when they're eight three eight and they both see like you know. And it's like a nice little quiet character moment. And, you know, he just handles it beautifully with the, you know, the camera and everything. I got a question about then, the memory scene. It, we're in 838. Is that the memory of those characters in 838? 
Yes. Or is it their no, memory, regardless? Him, no, regardless. From his so when world. Strange went, it was him from six one six. But remember, she's and when not America from America. Went, it was from her. It's right. from her, because she remembers she she doesn't. The first Doctor Strange movie, no, or something they they mentioned. No, that I think that might be in What If. I think that was in What If. That scene is mm. in What If. But I also think they mentioned the watches. I think yeah, I think the watches mentioned in the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, I think it's there because it yeah, doesn't it so get I doesn't it get doesn't it get. Doesn't it get crushed in um what you call it the car, crash. In the car okay. crash right yeah and it was actually it was i think this was the first time i actually noticed the scars on his hands i've noticed yeah, them before, before but i think they they've done it before but i'm, I'm glad that they focused speaking of hands you noticed i love that they focused on on wanda's hands that she's like corrupted like agatha was yeah with the dark yeah, hold yeah. the lack of yeah, yeah that's very you good definitely let her children see that movie i have to say come you're stuck on that like you're stuck on that, right? You're fucking stuck on that. Cumberbatch Look looks—it looks like Doctor Strange. He is. Yeah, man. man he's yeah, he's, he's just... really looked. Uh, and you know, like we're going to talk about Oscar Isaac's performance, but he had to play like you know how many different Doctor Strange, like four different Doctor Stranges in this. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think the you range know, is. I don't think the range is as as much as I I got. I mean, as much as I love Cumberbatch, I think Oscar Isaac. It, it was it's a different range but it's kind of each each character was kind of imbued differently physically and and just like the way the characterization was i thought he kind of did a little bit of a different like especially like with evil strange he's he's chomping at the bit he wants to say something what do you want to say no i don't want to say anything i, I just i don't know if i need to talk to parents directly if they like, <laughs> oh, oh, like, i let's talk about moon knight Okay, everybody, let's go over to Moon Knight. So, please, does anybody want to take Moon Knight? George, you want to take? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I like uh, it. Was it was like I thought it was going to be? It felt rushed, but uh, like Artie and George were saying, everything it, it was that it was just get to Harrow, stop Harrow. Um, I liked that it ended the way that it ended with uh, Jake Lockley. I thought that was really fun. Uh, and it just, I guess it shows that they're, they're going to do more with the character, I'm assuming. They, they, they haven't officially said what they're going to do yet, though. That's the but It looks like they, they, they're, they're not going to just drop it. But they, I, I hope know, they don't. I hope they don't. And it's funny because like, you feel like Mark and, and Steven are kind of like paired now, uh, but they're kind of like trapped in there like in an, another like version of their head. Uh, where they, yeah, they I was a little free, confused about that. That last scene, the last scene when he wakes up again and he's in bed again, that I know I've, I, I, I that confuses me like the two fish and type of things. A lot of like little nuggets here and there that you kind of like it. There's a lot of stuff that they were trying to tell you that it's like, uh, all right. You figure um, him and Layla are together, but Layla's not with him in that the end. And it was like right. sort of like, where are they going with this? I don't know. I enjoyed Layla a lot. I liked the, her, her little, uh, the Scarlet Scarab. Yeah, yeah. She looked good. Her little superhero moment was fun. I loved it. Um, and you know, it was, it was. I mean, overall, it was. It was. Uh, and the big, of course, the I uh, can't say the big battle, kaiju fight. I kaiju that's right. That's a good yeah. way. So yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, it was. It was. It was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I felt like a little rush. I would have liked to have kind of had more. More. You know, you don't want to have to be told everything you know like a lot of it is kind of like they, they they give you ideas and you know you have to figure it out but uh you know i feel like there's a lot of un 
there's still a lot of stuff that you're kind of like, well, what's going to happen? Or what, what, what does that mean for anything? Uh, so I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. my thing is like the introducing Jake at the end, like that, mm-hmm. and even in a post credit scene, sort of, you know, you're alluding to that through the entire season, then you get to that. And then basically not tell anybody if there's going to be a second season. That's sort of come on, guys. There's got you, this is too tantalizing not to be able to. Well, say I feel like he's like just going to be inserted into the net. Like he's going to be a, like a bit character for other movies, it seems. But did they tell us any of the shows were going to have more seasons? Really? Well, Loki at the end of it, Loki was told once Loki ended in the post credit scene, it says Loki Loki's getting back. a season yeah, two. That was the only what if was announced? Know. What if was announced as a second season as well? Nothing else has been announced. I mean, because WandaVision didn't need to because the sequel was really Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Well, but the thing is, you don't know if he's going to pop up in the Werewolf by Night or if they're doing right. a Moon Knight movie. I mean, That's how I feel like it's going to happen. Gonna, I don't think they would do a Moon Knight movie. I yeah, think and I don't appeal. know if I could bring my children to see it because... He's stuck on, you're still stuck on the on the children thing, really? Plastic. Yeah, because I don't... As a society, we're done. We're just done. Okay, you just realized that today? Let's move on. Okay. Um, I, In terms of, I get, you know, overall, did you guys enjoy the series, though? I did. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I, I don't, maybe, um, I don't feel like the end was rushed. I just think that, I think the only thing that you kind of were going to wonder is, was he going to get his power back? And they kind of showed, like, I guess they kind of flashed back a little bit to where Layla was, you know, plotting to kill Harrow. And that's when Tarouet kind of passed the message along. So then, you know, when they ended up where, where they were, she kind of freed Kanshu and that led to everything else that went on. So I don't feel like it was rushed. I think they're they're leaving questions as little tidbits to pick up. I do up have a when... question for you guys. I do have one, which is basically there was that whole illusion that Kanshu wanted Layla to be his avatar, right? Right. Now with the re- revelation that Jake is sort of, you know, Kanshu already has Mark. He already has him. Mark is his avatar, even if it's Jake. So I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand how that gets squared because it doesn't need to. It was a threat. It was, it was a threat. threat. It was a threat, it was but a it was a lie. Threat. It was an it empty was threat lie. because he already has Jake. I mean, he already has. Right. So so it was basically just trying to yeah, keep he, him under control. Gotcha. Mark, I think I think Mark was Mark, Mark took the deal because he was dying at the, at the, 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 the right. desert. He was under the impression that as long as he did this, that was going to be the end of it. And Kanchu was just playing with Mark about that. But Jake was always there. So he just did that to kind of either pacify Mark or use it as a threat to prevent him from actually trying to go through with well, it. Well, I'm also have the question of whether or not it's Jake who ended up, I don't know if they're going to go further and say like, it wasn't the, you find out later that it was Jake who actually killed Layla's dad. No, I think it was, it was, it, no, because no, it's going to be, how do you explain they, Mark having gunshot wounds and dying in the desert? That's right, you're right, you're right about that. So, yeah. I think, that it, and I, I kind of enjoyed the little superhero battle at the end that they did, and then. Well, I like that they were splitting between personalities, Mister Knight and the Knight. Yeah. And, and then the fact that at the end he had the he had this little disassociative Absolutely. thing, and then he gets up and like everyone's like just fucking destroyed. So, to, to you, is that does it work or not work? Like for me, it worked, but but I feel like we were gypped a little not seeing it. Like it I, think that was well. the point. I get it. 
I, I didn't feel gypped. I kind of, I understand. What, I was, I thought it was risky for them to do it. I personally enjoyed it. Um, some people I talked to thought it was fun, especially with the fact that Harold gets what he deserves at the end. You know, I, I thought it was a pretty interesting conceit and it makes you wonder how powerful Jake is as Moon Knight. Well, and that's the thing I feel like to your point, Artie, that's, I do agree again, because you're introducing Jake at the end. You're not well, Jake was saying, in the entire series. But but you're not you you don't get the official reveal until the end. No, you don't need it. All, you you get everything cool. gypped in terms of you don't see how what he does. So like if this never goes anywhere and you never get that payoff, that's where you feel a little bit gypped, you know. And it's also mm -hmm. that's the only thing I, I'm not I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, and I just I Jake, want when did Jake Lockley's personality manifest itself? In the and comics, really I don't know. Said. In the comics, he's the driver, right? Yeah, but yeah, like but he in, manifested himself when he tried to pick up the uh, museum guide. He definitely picked up. He definitely manifested he there. Manifested he, he manifested. When he was in that. Um, no, time. but like, when did he first appear in as as like a personality in Mark? It was never really. Said. Was they, they, they never explained series. it. That's 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 it. Second series. If there's second. a second, oh, in the second comic series, but in terms of the, of the the show, because it was they showed well in the comic series they made. It, in the first comic series, he was like one of his buddies, aliases. Yeah. Aliases, right? And then in the actual comic series, it became like he was a more violent persona. This is yeah, when costume different. I'm not steeped in the his costume movie. was different. It was. What was the different costume? What was it? I think it was more of a streamlined suit, if I remember. It was like kind of angular without all the accoutrements. It was just more like black too. It was like darker. So, okay. so you know, I mean, that's what you want. You need the payoff to go back because there's that mo those those dropout well, moments. I mean, I mean, you're operating on the assumption that you're not going to get a payoff to the Jake Lockley reveal, and I, I'm sure I'm sure we will at some point. I just don't know. It, was, it did really good in the ratings, and Oscar Isaac seemed to enjoy himself based on the fact. I hope that so. I hope they so. all seem to have judged themselves. It looks did like. See, did you see all the pictures he was posting? Yeah, that was great. Parties with. Ethan Hawke and um, I can't even I pronounce the name. That. I, I hope they. I hope they do. Bring like, yeah, and that's what I think Marvel gives. Uh, before I get into that, well, how if I like the episode? I think that's what's different about Marvel, though, George. Is I feel like when these people are doing these Marvel productions, mm. they enjoy it, and then it's something bigger that they were in. Like right. these guys can. A lot of these guys who are in these Marvel movies can write their tickets. They're stars no matter what they do. And it, it just seems like when I see these, them doing interviews, them doing, you know, again, posting stuff from the sets or stuff they're doing, they look like they're enjoying themselves and having camaraderie. And even with the producers and the directors, having this like family. I like the one post about Elizabeth Olsen. Um, saying how she missed uh, Paul Bethany. Yes. This, 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 I mean, this, even the, the guy who directed with Muhammad Diad, who directed a bunch of the episodes. He's, he's, like, he's, he's a showrunner, isn't he? He, was, he wants to, huh? He's a showrunner? What? Isn't he the showrunner and director as well? Also, he also directed like three or four of the episodes. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I, I can't wait to work for Marvel again. I mean, he was just. And that says a lot. And then you see like the cast poster, the cast picture from Justice League, and they're all just like fucking 75 feet from each other and just like 
Goldberg. I, I, I really enjoyed the episode. I like that he's going to be back. I like, I like that they have fun with it too. Like, I feel like as dark as some of it may have been, you haven't missed these great performances. You have things like, I'm going to love this. This is going to be great. Right? When, uh, what's the hippopotamus goddess? Gets the agreement from Layla. <laughs> She's like, this is going to be great. You're going to love this. I'm going to love this. You know, there's just so much fun that they're having. And again, I like, you know, when I met and, 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 and Kanchu are 700 feet tall with the super slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah. Are people seeing that? Are people actually like regular people seeing that? Or is it like, no, no, because remember, remember in, in, you know, when, when Mark is being attacked, not Mark, Steven is being attacked by the, uh, the jackals. The jackals yeah. They don't see it. All right. They don't see it. But I just enjoyed it. I, you know, like I said, although I found that little bit disappointing, I overall enjoyed it. I didn't feel like I, they, it was too fast or too slow. You know, sometimes you go six episodes, maybe give me eight, please. You know, but <laughs> where, I, would, you I put it, where would you put it in terms of all the, uh, the shows? I don't know. This one is a weird one to me. I put it in a weird place because I loved it. I liked it a lot. Uh, but, but I don't know if I liked it as much as I like, you know, you guys know I like Captain America quite a bit. So I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I, I love this series, but I don't know because I'm so tied to some of the other characters a lot more. I like some of the other series, so it's not my favorite. But it's probably in my. How many series are there? Eight now. No, uh, five. I think five. Wandavision. Five? Wandavision. Loki. No, Wandavision. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Loki. What if Hawkeye? And now um, Hawkeye. And now uh, what should we call it? Uh, Moon Knight. Six. I, I don't know. This has got to be four or five or something for me. What's your least favorite? I don't know. I love them all. <laughs> that's a hard that's a hard that's a fanboy that's a fanboy dilemma that's a fanboy me just give me fucking more give me yeah as long as i can show them to my kids right she's gonna be the trigger one trigger tri what she's hey. gonna be the one that's gonna disappoint me i can tell uh, miss marvel's next though she yeah, hopes not I, coming I, to that looks like it's it's fun okay i don't even think anything about she hulk she hulk yeah. i think uh, just from that one picture of her yeah, I I mean, just I, again, I know it's going to be great, but it's going to be my least favorite. <laughs> It'll be funny. If Hercules is in it, it's going to be the best of all time. Daredevil's in it. Yeah, he's, not Greek. he's not Greek. He's not Greek. No, but I think they're going to do I more. I think, I think like, George, let them figure out what they want to do as far as storyline and let it come when it comes. They have to, I think, Touch on more. I think. I think at the end of it, he's not with Layla, right? So that's. Is another... there going to be? Is there going to be like a doll that you tell you're going to show people where they touch them on? <laughs> you got to touch on more. Where, where on this doll did they the the, the show creators touch Mark Spector? Is that what they're going to do? <laughs> what else were you going to touch on? Listen, <laughs> speaking of touching, I know we probably got another subject here. You guys want to talk about the Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi feather? Oh. You know what it tape. is. <sighs> We're not done yet. Take it easy. 
Well, why do you want to get a? Why? What do you? It's what? What do you have to do? I don't have to do anything. I can. You have to go walk a dog. No, these people. These kids. These people. These people. Who is these people? Who? Who are you calling these people? His family. They want me to give money for a dog. Just get a dog from the ASPCA. Dog. I need a, a money for the crate and the, the dog bed. She said. Just put the dog in the back of the fucking car. She said we. No, she said we're gonna need a crate and stuff for the house. Like a, so we're not a bougie family. Okay, it's just, it's just <laughs> the guy named the, the food. This is gold. We're we're this normal people. Can I just give you a hundred dollars? So I can get the stuff. That's not like I'm using. I it have for no a, money. I'm not using it for a wig. Okay, I give you a hundred dollars if I have no money. <laughs> can you talk to me? I'm talking to my friends here. We're having a podcast. Okay. We have. We have one that. viewer, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> who, does, who was the designer? Who's the designer? Say hi. Come here. No, I look like Ross. Oh. Hey, Jazz. Hey. No. How you doing? Can't see my daughter. She's got a, what is that on your head? Cheetah print bonnet. A bonnet? Can Cheetah you get the print. fuck out of here? <laughs> can, you can I show you my daughter? Can you get the fuck out of here? Well, and then you're okay. going off for a half a fucking hour on, on parents bringing kids to movie theaters. To see or us, or not bringing kids to movies. Me and her were watching horror movies when she was like, in, how old were you? Three, four? We didn't care. You grew up fine. You're normal. Exhibit A. Look at you. I'm normal. <laughs> We've known each other for years now, all of us. Okay. We hung out. We do things. We're normal people. We go no. to places. We have interactions. No. All right, not just the pandemic, but we used to do normal things, right? What normal things? Walking like around out. the street like while you throw a boomerang into people. traffic? What? I mean, what? It's just we're normal people, well-adjusted, thoughtful, caring individuals. But we're also, we know that these things don't matter, like rated R, rated X. You might, you know, wind up on Pornhub. As long as you something. talk to your children. Yeah, just talk to your kids. Tell them this is okay. This is not okay. Talk to them or scream at them. I don't yell at them <laughs> too too much. I don't yell at you because you won't shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's only a matter of time before Nick and Ash <laughs> and Ashley come down and you start yelling you know at them, you, right? You know what Ashley called me today? What? She said, Dad, you know you're kind of like a midget. Ladies and gentlemen, those views do not reflect the, the <laughs> views of, of the podcast Cosmic. <laughs> Why did she call you that? I'm short. Okay. I'm not short. I'm normal sized. No, you're just vertically challenged. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> not like, short. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not short. I'm not short. Your hump is moving all over the place. Anyway, can we get back to this podcast? All please? right, we're done. We're going back to Obi-Wan now. Okay, so Obi-Wan had a trailer that came out on May 4th. Okay. So Wait, say something. I know you want to say something about that again. No, I'm not. I've already said what I have to say. Yeah, I'm not everywhere somebody posts something about May the Fourth. Because it's bullshit. You. You chime in May twenty fifth. May twenty fifth is the Star Wars bullshit. You're gonna go around. This is the thing. You're gonna go around wearing a shirt May the Fourth. You're gonna post a picture of May the Fourth, and fucking idiot here, Mister Mitzelplick from the Mirror Universe, can't even fucking fix his picture properly. He puts it up backwards, so nobody can even read May the Fourth. Okay. And again, if that's narcissism, that's narcissism. That's fucking narcissism. Everyone's anyway, happy. Everyone's happy because it's a made-up holiday. 
I have, I'm I'm a Star Wars Orthodox who appreciates it from old school Star Wars. May 25th, 1977 is when Star Wars came out. Somebody wants to sit around and go, May 5th? That's me, just me. You don't me like it? Let that through the correct filter. Okay, but please. You're a buzzkill. Because it's just, a, it's just a verbal pun. That's all it is. And it's a bullshit verbal pun. No, I hate no. it. It isn't. It's just May the 4th. That's it. Right, I, I, but you don't see me sitting here freaking out because I can't fucking point, point, uh, buy a ticket in Fandango. I just don't like yeah, it. You're just freaking Pe- out about me. The fourth be with me. I don't like it. I just say I just all I said all I said was everybody. I will. I will. You I will everybody celebrate. Everybody on my Facebook my Facebook feed feel bad. They they called me and they're like, "Who is this guy? Who doesn't like Star Wars?" I'm crying. My son saw his post and is crying. Now I can't take Look, hey, Jim Jones, that. Jim Jones, you might have a Facebook cult that you've actually kind of cultivated and and sold on your clown shoes and your garage grinds. And that's perfectly <laughs> fine. I, I, I don't give a fuck. But all I'm saying is it's not for me the same way that you could sit here and I'm, I'm saying it on the podcast as I would say it on Facebook, unlike some people who are going to say that they love people on one place and turn around and say they hate people on another place. Disingenuous. Well, you know, I, that's but that's I just love everybody. I don't really hate people. George, I'm gonna t- George, please take this one because I can't. I can't. No, I don't want to talk about it. I'm done. All right. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, everybody loves it. What's the I'm asking you? What did you guys think of it? Well, the latest trailer was pretty slick. It looked it made it, it look like it'd be interesting. Story had had story, you know, they gave you a hint about the story. Am I that excited about it now? But if I watch it, yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, I guess the best way to put it is it's a Disney Star Wars thing. So I'm just kind of like, and pick, you know, I'm just the only right now, the only there's only two Star Wars things I'm really interested in is Mandalorian and Ahsoka. That's it. Anything else? I'm just kind of like, all right, we'll see. I keep my expectations low, and hopefully, uh, maybe it'll be more. I, I'm looking forward to Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan. I am. I believe if I take that sort of encapsulated, I think Ewan McGregor is going to knock it out of the park as Obi Wan. His acting is going to be great. I think his character development hopefully will be great. I do hope that whatever they do with Hayden Christensen as Vader kind of redeems himself. Redeems him in terms of like what happened in the prequels, we'll see about that. My biggest problem, and I will tell you this, and is I've, I'm resigned since we've talked about this multiple times that Vader and Obi-Wan will meet. They will meet that canon will change. So whatever they're going to do about it, it's, I have to sort of live with that. My concern is that there are certain things that could happen that could I don't care about the meeting. I, I it's it's going to happen. It's a fait accompli. You know, it's going to happen. I just think that how it's executed, I'm concerned about. I, those are my concerns. Is like I mean, is the story Vader, not flashback? Oh no no, they're going to meet. That's guys, just get that out of your head. There is no way you're doing this, and they're not going to meet. Right. They're going to fucking meet. They're going to meet. Like it's. It's they're going to meet, and they're going to fight. They're gonna it's, they're gonna make this they're gonna make this they're gonna they're gonna show you oh you've never seen trust me they're going for it and I just but I've also heard that there's other things some of the secondary characters play a bigger role 
to this general story, which I'm sort of like, really, you're doing that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to... Pulling a halo. Well, things can be... Oh, God. One <laughs> <laughs> episode. It could be just the Inquisitors they're talking about. You know. I am talking about the Inquisitors and some of the storylines for the Inquisitors actually are going to play a bigger role in, in, the, in the Star Which Wars story. I, I think it's fine. I'd rather if they're the big bad in the series and Vader just lurks in the background, I'm, the I'll be bad. happy. Vader's the big bad. Well, you know, but you know what I mean? Like if he's, if Vader's like the big bad and, and controlling the machinations and they're the ones out there most of the time. Vader, Vader and Obi-Wan are going to meet and probably more than well, one. Well, yeah, no, I understand that. But I'm just saying if the main thrust of it is the Inquisitors and that, you know, I'll be fine with that. If it's Vader's in my face every episode, then it's Yeah, I don't be... think it's that. I think he's definitely going to be there. I think there's definitely, you know, I think people are latching on to it's not just the lines that he says in Star Wars in A New Hope. It's also sort of there's 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 certain lines in Jedi when he meets up with Luke when Luke go, surrenders to him and he goes Obi Wan once thought as you do, mm-hmm. you know Obi Wan once thought as you do blah 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 you know, um, when you know, the last time that him and Obi Wan fought you know it's not that even Obi Wan when Obi Wan says to him he's more machine uh, now than man twisted and evil he. If you go by that, it's like when did he he see Vader face to face to know that he was a machine, right? Mm-hmm. So people are taking that and saying, "Oh, well, there you go." But again, it's my concern is just well, that's just I mean, me. I think it, it looks it look it could be exciting. Called him Darth, and Darth is not his well, first yeah, fucking. Well, there you there you go, there no. you go. I just think that I'm over the retcon part of it i think it's like i just i'll enjoy it for what it is and then we'll go from there i mean i don't i mean my star wars is past i'll take this for what it is i'm not invested in it the way that i wasn't in, i'm invested in the mcu right now i hate to say it and it's like this is coming from a diehard 77 fan <laughs> so. yeah and the guy you can't say may the fourth be with you to the <laughs> oh, no. right i will not say that i will not say god you are a fucking grouch if I'm, I'm a grouch, if I'm a grouch, I'm the one who's trying to enjoy myself. No, no, what no, does no, this no. have to do with May the 4th? Fool? Not, you what does this have to do? Time out. You're a grouch. Keith is a grouch? A fucking, you are. Yeah. So You're I'm a grouch. grouch. Wait. But this dude is a fucking douchebag and a half <laughs> below me. So, you know, I, I'll deal with the grouch than the fucking disingenuous douchebag there okay wow wow there's a lot of love going around this mother's day weekend know, right right there all is. i said was i i loved multiverse of madness i already really... what have you hated what have you hated i hated whoever that fucking guy was and his wife that walked out with Dippy and billy out of the movie theater because gigantos i don't know Threw a rocket somebody and hit a pedestrian or something. Got his eye pulled out. He got his eye pulled out. That's when they walked out. Can you can you can you maybe get your head off of a swivel? This shit's getting it's starting to give me fucking motion sick. Bobblehead. Look at this. It's like look at me. I'm I'm trying to make a point here, and the point that I'm trying to make is that I'm I'm I smart. When and he I, out of his head, though, it kind of like disappears the way Black Bolt's head did. <laughs> you went like this, right? <laughs> look. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the Vlad camp on this one, in that. I think we're all in the Vlad camp on this one. <laughs> I want to enjoy it. I just, 
don't know. You, we just got to let them stray as far as they want to, and and hopefully yeah. we get some good lightsaber battles. Or there's an interesting article that I read recently saying that you know a lot, a lot of Star Wars right now, the future of Star Wars is hinging on this. I mean, I don't know if I believe it or not, but I think this is a big one because this is. Unlike Mandalorian and Ahsoka and that stuff, that is outside, you know, this is really kind of very close to source material, very close to sort of canon. So what they're, what they're going to do with this could very well, you know, I'm not, it's, there's pressure here. Well, I'm sorry. What did you say? They could rogue one it. Oh, they'll rogue one it. I, I'm, 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 I'm telling you right now, they're rogue oneing it. I mean, well, are there going to be factors of it that I think are going to be amazing that are going to look great? I think Obi Wan again, McGregor's going to, McGregor's going to be great, even if they throw in a Qui Gon, like Qui Gon showing up as a Force ghost, or they, they do stuff like that. That's great if they kind of tie the prequels to this, to, to, to the, to the sequels, sort of. In, I mean, to the original trilogy, maybe. But I, I. I have a feeling they're just going to, you know, you're going to try to modernize it as much as you possibly can and do whatever makes it relevant and ruin some stuff. I, think. I just, like, it's like you said, right now, it just feels like the only movies that really, you have your first three movies, the original trilogy, and that's this. This, this to me is like Sony Marvel shit. <laughs> it's a good way of looking <laughs> like, at it. If I, I mean, if I enjoy, great. If you know, if I don't, I'm just kind of like, eh, all right, whatever. It's disappointing. But I mean, me, I mean but it's it's I disappointing to me that I feel because I want to. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off, George. Go ahead. No, no, it's just like you, you. I have no faith in them. Yeah, and I just feel that it's 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 painful for me because you know Star Wars is my first love. It's my first true love, and already I think you're. The one post that you put, or it wasn't even a post, it was a reply to somebody that you put about what you said about Star Wars, about being a meal. You know, all that thing about being a good meal that was enjoyed. Now it's like, a, you know, people, it's turned into a chain. Theme, it's not theme, so. a theme around it. You know, I think that is, that is Where'd exactly- Where'd you copy and paste that from? It was a variety response. It was a top fan response. <laughs> and that sort that? of- Somebody else wrote that. I wrote it. You can't believe I wrote it? Look at no. George. No. <laughs> I did. I thought about it because of what he said. I, I agree with you, Artie. And I think I think it's I think and, and that's fine. You know, people can feel any way they want about it. I think we're at this point now where you guys are gonna, you know, they're gonna do what they want. You know, the prequels were, you know, they have it's, no faith it's, in- right. I mean, after the prequels, people were pissed, and then the clone wars came out and all the animated stuff came out and sort of really shored up. And filled in the filled in like the cracks to the prequels a little bit more and, and validated them a little bit more, you know, between Clone Wars and the Rebels and between <laughs> Rebels. Watch. You, you I can't watch. I, know, I, know, I mean, it's like, okay, it's like it's like already play Elden Ring. No, it's more. I think it's I think what you're saying is like exactly how I feel when you see my reviews on something like, you know, the death of the Justice League number 75. I mean, it's the same thing. We're really talking about the same thing. It's like, what are we what's. What is this new, I don't know, new generation or whatever? What are they even producing now? Well, I think that's, it's, there's age, right? I think there's age. I think there's also the fact that, you know, 
I mean, if you want to look at us as a conservative Star Wars fan that doesn't want to, and I hate using the word conservative in this in this light, but you know, we're stuck in sort of a traditional idea of what Star Wars should be. You know, I've gone into sort of everything with an open mind. I even went into the sequels with an open mind, and unfortunately, they didn't pan out. You know, they yeah, did. The Disney agenda uh, is taking over. Uh, it's not even the Disney agenda. I just think that. Because I think that you enjoyed Mandalorian, and I did enjoy Mandalorian, but you know, it's 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 my my take on Mandalorian. Going back to what we saw, is to me at the end of the day, it's all about story, right? right. The characters are great. Like to Artie's point, hey, it'd be great to have a lightsaber battle, cool lightsaber battles. I don't care anymore. I care about character moments. I care about creation of something, and if it doesn't fit the story. That's my problem. That's where I felt. That's my problem with uh, Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. Like mm-hmm. as 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 important as it was to see Luke at the end of Mandalorian, seeing him again so quickly in man in in Boba, book of Boba Fett, and basically that whole build up to what Diminished. Grogu needed to do, and then basically we've just had reset, and basically Luke's off doing whatever he's doing. It's like so. What was the point of what you showed there? So it's that that idea of like, what do you do? Why are you showing these people? If you're showing them, there's got to be a gravitas behind it. There's got to be something important about it, right? Mm-hmm. I used an well, isn't word. it though? I used... choice to go back to. Um... But it's like, but it, here he goes again with the fucking swivel. But I mean, instead of, instead of taking up a couple of episodes of Mandalorian season three, eh, let's just throw it in here and get it out of the way. Well, I I didn't like the way they handled it. I just I'm mean, anyway. All I'm saying is that I hope that they there's more love and care in Obi Wan than there was in Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I'm going into it with the expectation that I will it will piss me off in terms of even if it's a level of Vader on the Vader Vader going ass whooping everybody on on the rebel ship at the end of at the end of um rogue one and sort of the way i felt like it didn't narratively match up to the beginning of a is new hope released the same way um when i was it's called the special event or something like that this is a limited series this is a limited oh, series it's like episodes, I, it's six episodes look there are things that i'm excited about i mean i do hope that they're going to sort of tie in uh, for video game fans, I do hope that they tie in Jedi Fallen Order, Cal Kestis, which I think, I think they Jedi that they are. I think that would be interesting. Rumors are that rumors are that the Emperor will show up again, or at least his voice will. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, I should be excited that Vader's going to show up, but I'm not. You know, I'm not. Cool. And um, there, there could be some continuity things out there that I'm concerned about. But otherwise, I think visually it's going to be great. I think Ewan McGregor is going to act his heart out. I think he's going to be great. I mean, there's stuff that I really like in the trailer. Going back to the trailer, I'm sorry, really haven't even really talked. Like seeing Owen and Obi-Wan have that discussion about like, well, he's going to be trained. Well, like sort of the way you trained his, you trained his father. Sort of like that's kind of cool, like getting some of that Uncle, sort of. Uncle Ben and. Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben and Uncle Ben. And Owen. Uh, and I mean, uh, that's not, uh, not, uh, not uh, Owen, 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 and, Owen, Uncle Owen, Ben talking. Well, I think that's really cool. Um, let's see. I, let's see. I, 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 three weeks. It's three weeks. Well, right? It starts this month. That's right. So, everybody, that's it, right? Nothing else for this week. I think we're good for now. Everybody say their goodbyes. We love you. We'll see you soon. Go see Doctor Strange. Go see Doctor Strange. Don't bring your kids. (laughs) Bring them.
<laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Okay.